0: You remember your stories with a kind of detail no one else has. Don't take them with you when you go share them. I'm Christy Bridges from One Moment Wiser. Click follow to hear true stories worth remembering and send me a message. If you have a story you'd like to tell.
1: I'm being transparent. So if you know, I hope that this helps somebody. I love dresses. I just love dresses they make me feel feminine and i buy dresses all the time mm-hmm. so rather than take the money that god has given me and pay off a debt i'm buying new dresses and Uh-oh. why am i buying new dresses because i want to be pretty but god has already said i'm beloved right so why do i need to because i got flesh, and he recognizes and there's a scripture that says he, re- he remembers that we're dirt he remembers he-, he made us from the dust so he recognizes that we're fallible but Quite often, like this woman in Hosea, she was spending her money, or she was spending her time and her effort chasing after lovers that she would never overtake. Now, this sounds to me like she used to have lovers that she could always find, right? Never, and again, in the same boat, never had a problem. I never had a problem finding any, and then can't say I do now, but not the quality that I'm looking for, right? So when you're looking for that person, again, like I was that night, lonely, tired of being lonely tired of being uh tired of having that cry tired of praying that prayer just weary um god reminds us i hedged you up with thorns for a reason girl i got you in this place for i promise you i have you here and it's it's, you're gonna it's gonna be better as i thought about this this morning i thought lord wouldn't it be better if someone who waited and got their husband talked about this, because I don't have one yet. Nope. He immediately reminded me of the peace. So if you look at uh, Philippians 4, Philippians 4 talks about, um, it tells us how to pray. The prayer and supplication make your request known unto God. The next scripture does not say, oh, yeah, and then you'll get exactly what you asked for. It says the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I go, oh, you are not concerned with the thing we asked for. You're concerned with us receiving and holding on to your peace. Is that what I'm getting here? Yes, Stacey, and that's what you need to share. Okay, so let me share that. When you pray for what you're asking for, whether it be a husband, a child, a new job, a home, um, your health, they may not manifest immediately. They may not manifest in the time that you're hoping for them to manifest or even the way that they manifest, but that's not the promise immediately. The immediate promise is the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. After that, he starts to talk about meditating on those things that are lovely and pure and of good report. And I don't have the scripture open, so I'm not memorizing it, but, um, I will tell you that it's Philippians 4, and I would suggest that you take a look at it yourself. Um, But that's the promise. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to bring this full circle. I'm crying about not having a husband and feeling unvaluable. I'm feeling unpretty. I'm feeling unloved. Not only has he said, I see you. He says, I'm beloved, and he says that you're in a private place for now for a moment. It may seem harsh, but I am protecting you, I'm protecting you from yourself, I'm protecting you from the enemy that would kill, steal, and destroy you. I'm protecting you from the elements, I need you to be in this place for now, and remember that everything that, that you have is not from those past lovers. And, and let me say here too, thank you, Lord, that lovers doesn't necessarily mean a man. Right. Let me be clear about that too. Lovers, um, Christy and I are both teachers. We both love to learn. Yeah. I have two master's degrees and I'm very proud of having two master's degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a, a human resources certification and I'm very proud of those things. Mm -hmm. And those things brought me a good job. They put me in circles that I may not have been in before. They taught me how to live, and 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 how to to relate to people in ways that I had not before. So, my education is a lover. It's something that I put on a high pedestal and believe that everything that I had came from it, and I'd spend everything I have to take care of it. It was my lover. No. So, when God says you're going to try to overtake your lovers and, and, and you can't get them, you won't be able to get to them, there's going to come a time when all those things that you thought you were serving will no longer serve you. You won't be satisfied with those things. I've been considering a PhD and I still am, but it can't make me feel whole, it can't make me feel beloved have to get that from my father. Yes. I remember once years ago, crying again about the same thing, driving down the street. And he said, you expect this husband to validate you. Mm. And I can't let that happen because I need to validate you. Mm-hmm. When people see you, they need to see your value and your beauty in the kingdom, not just the way this world shows it. So I will also say to you, if you find yourself in a position where you're lonely, because I, and I say this so seriously, because I know that in the body of Christ, and I go to a pretty good church, I've gone to several good churches. I mean, I go to good churches, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to reprimand anyone, but quite often pastors, especially married pastors, and I'm not saying male or female, but married pastors, will minister to single people and tell them, well, this is the time you should just continue to serve God. This is where you should just focus on him. And you are, Mm -hmm. but does that mean that when you get married, you don't focus on God? No. (laughs) I would hope that. That's silly, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And to be told you should not want a mate, to be told not to focus on wanting a mate, I think is also silly. I think that it's reasonable because God said it's not good to be alone, right? He's Genesis. It's reasonable to want that mate. It's reasonable to put that request before God. All I'm sharing is that while you're waiting, sing songs to him in the wilderness. Continue to love on him where you are and continue to know that you are already beloved. You're not waiting for someone to come in and call you beloved because he already has. My husband, God, has already told me I'm beloved. Yes. It's just that simple. So as you're waiting, know that he sees you, Yes, that you are beloved and right where you are, you can sing songs and minister to him and love on him because he will bring you what you asked for. But in the meantime, I'm not telling you to serve in the meantime, I'm telling you to receive His peace in the meantime. Yeah. To work on your thought processes, to work on your thought life, so that as He does begin to speak to you, and He says to go serve here, or go do this, or take a cruise to Greece, because that's where you want to go, right? So <laughs> go spend some time in the mountains. Those are my wishes, Lord. You know, like I, I want to go those places. Um, <laughs> but you can't hear from Him <laughs> if you're still focused on all the things that you didn't get. Right, right. You have to begin to focus on his peace and meditate on those things that are lovely and pure and of good report. The prayer request is still out there because Philippians tells us, make those requests known with supplication, be very specific. But after the fact, chase that peace. It is worth everything. It's worth everything. Because when you get that thing you've been asking for, that mate, that child, whatever the case is, you still need your peace, yeah. he wants you to have that first that's your That's your seat, if you will. When I feel unsettled, I recognize I have no place to rest. I rest on the word beloved i and and most people who know me know that that's one of my favorite things and I'll say quite often when i'm tired i I'm done, and he says he gives his beloved sleep, so and I'm beloved, mm-hmm. so i'm I'm going to go rest. Yep. Rest in knowing that you are beloved.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, good stuff. And, you know, so I'm just going to backtrack a little bit onto some of the points that you've made because they're really good and I don't want anybody to miss them. But you talked about Hosea and that woman had a man who loved her and provided for her, but she chased these other people. I like could never over take them. Because just like employers, when you have a PhD and two masters, right? (laughs) Just like the opposite sex or, you know, in, in the regular world, you can chase people who will use you for a time. Yes. And then go away and ditch you. And you can't own them. And no matter how much you think that that would give you wholeness, finally, Um, if you uh, so often, we take the gifts that God has given us, whether it's a person or a place that he's put us for a while, we take those and we um, take them for granted. And we're like, oh, you know, (laughs) God loves me. So that doesn't really matter. Um, And then we chase after something that's harder to get and not going to fulfill us. Um, the challenge makes us feel worthy somehow. If, if I can get this person's attention, if I can keep this position, you know, then it must be worthy. And uh, when in reality, what we're chasing is just somebody who wants to use us. So we have to be aware of that. Let's be smarter than that. Um, and I love that that you are you have chosen not to um, have relationships with people who weren't where you are, who didn't, who weren't whole people who loved God and wanted you to be a whole person who loved God. And both of you do what God has asked you to do. And in a marriage, um, as a married woman, let me just tell you that so often we do, we come to marriage expecting the other person to, to make us whole make us whole and we may not realize that you know when I you know right now I'm I'm getting ready to launch uh the 3am book which is for people who are going through divorce because many many years ago I went through a divorce and when I married that person I was I had a lot of you know baggage that I didn't realize at the time but I had dreams I had you know goals and whatever and then somehow I, I Lost those and started leaning on him as my source, as the source of my validity. Yeah. And when I got divorced and married way too fast into my current marriage, which miraculously has lasted, um, I did a lot of the same thing. I leaned on that on my husband for my validity, for confirmation that I was worthwhile. Um, he needed me, and that made me feel. I don't know. Yeah, worthy. And that is exhausting for another human being.
1: And it's not their job.
0: It's not their job. And they don't have the resources to be everything you need. When God created the world, he created people in his image. Genesis says male and female, he created them. And then he walked in the garden with them. He did this because he wanted us for company. He didn't do this because he wanted us to be each other's company. He did this because he wanted us to be his company, his friends. And when we can realize that the limitless love source of the world is is there for us, and wants to do life with us, it created us because he wanted an us, a me, you know, he, he wanted a Stacy. Um, then life is different. And when we do find another person or when we do get that really great job, we enjoy each other. We aren't draining that other source because our real source yes, is God. God. There is a
1: book that, I have not read. I, I will mention I've not read it. Okay. Um, it's by a late pastor. His name is Miles Monroe.
0: I'm reading it now. Are you reading single <laughs> married? Yes. You told me about it. Single married okay. life after divorce or something like that. Separated, right. like after divorce. Uh yeah, you told me about it. I ordered it and I'm halfway through it. It's actually he he makes a lot of it's points. amazing. Yeah, that I'm like, oh, I've been there. Oh I yeah, wish <laughs> I'd known that. Yep. There's, when
1: I, as I I was a single person in a marriage conference and someone was speaking from this book and the line that I never forgot, and I don't know if I'm quoting it correctly, you can probably tell me because I haven't actually read the book, was if use is unknown, if you don't know why why you have something, if use is unknown, then abuse is inevitable. Mm. I'm going to say that again because it really bears repeating. If use is unknown, then abuse is inevitable. If yeah. you don't know, and, and and I think, well, Miles Monroe is talking about a spouse, right? He's talking about if you don't know why your wife is there, chances are you're going to use her in the wrong way. Right. If you mm-hmm. don't recognize that your wife is supposed to be a help and you should be building things with her, then you might make the mistake of thinking she's just a sex machine and that's all she's there for. In my life, as a single person, I feel the same way about the people that come into my life. If I don't know why you're there, I might abuse you. And I never want to do that. Mm -mm. It is important, and an ex-boyfriend told me this. And the funny thing is the ex-boyfriend was telling me about a current boyfriend (laughs) at the time, years (laughs) ago. But that ex-boyfriend said to me, Mm Stacey, do you want a partner or a project? I'm sorry, what? hmm this guy you're talking about sounds like a project, not a partner. At that point, I hung up the phone because I didn't even know what to, I just, I don't even know how to handle that. So it's something that I've been processing for, ye- literally, for at least three years. Um, there are people that come into your life that are your friends, right? Christy was a coworker, so we had a very primary relationship, but then we became friends, very secondary relationship. And it's something that the both of us pour into each other. We have mutual respect for each other, mutual love for each other, and we can indeed lead each other. Like, iron sharpens.
0: One Moment Wiser will be right back.
1: And I think that my relationship with my friend Christy is beautiful. Me too. (laughs) There are other people that come into your life and you might make the mistake of thinking that person's a friend when they're really a project. There there may come a time when someone pops into your life and you think, oh, this is my husband. This is who I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. That may not be your partner. It's really important when people come into your life that you pray and ask God, and I don't always do this, but I'm reminded right now that I need to, Lord God, show me why this person's in my life. Yes. Show me why I'm in their life and, and help me to, to be whatever you want them to be to me and help me to be what I should be to them, right? I don't want to abuse that person. I don't want to use them either, but I want to know what the use is. What's the purpose in, in my life so that um, I don't, I'm not abusive? It, follow me here. I've told other single moms that if you need a mentor for your child to find a couple to mentor you and your child, that's what I had. And that's what I suggest everyone has. And there are several couples that have been in my life and I don't want to discount any of them, but the first couple that I remember pouring into my family was the Quick family, Roosevelt and Renita Quick. And I, to this day, value them more than gold they're precious people when there were men who wanted to come pour into my son Mm. the first couple times that it happened i kind of i let it happen right i I don't know what i'm doing raising this boy but those men had different um they didn't know what i was there for Mm. so they almost abused me Almost. If they felt like God led me to minister to your son, but now it's 9.30 and my son has gone to bed and you're still sitting on my couch. Mm. You're not here for my son. Right. right? So many times, even as a single woman, I need to be aware of the people that come into my life and make sure that I'm not abusing them, that I understand what their purpose is so that I fulfill the purpose and I don't abuse the person. Um, Women, oh my gosh, I got a phone call this morning from a sister uh mm-hmm. she she was calling me because she her hairdresser's name is Stacy, so she thought she was calling the hairdresser uh-huh. we ended up on the phone for forty five minutes praying, just praying, and I kept saying, Lord, I don't want to think about prayer right now. I really was like I need to get my head ready to be talking to Christy, so <laughs> prayer doesn't I don't wanna I don't wanna get myself in a tizzy right now, but <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense, does it? It makes no sense. But that's where my head was. Like, I okay, I don't want who has this girl calling me. But then five minutes into the conversation, God says, You are here for a time such as this. Yeah. I sent you to her. And I go, Oh, okay. And she's Pete, she's just the sweetest person. And And I mean, we haven't talked in several years. We've seen each other in passing, but Mm -hmm. haven't really had a conversation. And as I listened to her in one ear, Mm -hmm. I heard the Holy Spirit in the other ear telling me, your sister really needs you to pray for her. Your sister really needs you to bless her today. Open your heart, open your home to your sister because she needs you. If I were not listening to the Holy Spirit, I might abuse her misuse her mm-hmm. and say, I, you know what? I can't talk right now. I got to go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pray for you, in, you know, in an hour or so. Yeah, I'll pray for you. I'll talk to you later if I didn't know any better. But that sister is in my life for a reason. Now she's a friend. I would not mm-hmm. call her a project, but knowing that she's a friend and knowing that she needed me and what God needed me for in that situation helped me not to abuse her. Right. It's really important, I think, especially as a single person, to be cognizant of those relationships. Like I said, in this picture that I painted when I was painting the background, God said everything that I've done. And we know the scriptures in Romans 8 says all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called to his purpose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that's the background. That's everything. Right. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I'm in the right relationships. Um yeah. And that's not just romantic relationships. That's a employer relationship. That's my friendships. That's my mentorships. That's my auntie ships with my with the kids in, in my life. I that all of that is important. So you need to make sure that you know why you're in. There are people in my life that I might want to call friends, but that person is really a project. And if I put them in a friend position and expect them to be able to pour into me and I expect Mm. them to behave a certain way and expect them to encourage me and then they don't do it. I'm angry. I'm going to say something to them that might be rude. I've just abused that person because I wasn't aware of their purpose. It's very important. I think for us to know the purpose for people, the purpose people have in our lives and, Mm -hmm. and when you realize that there is none, or the purpose has been served. It's time to walk away. Yeah. When it is time to walk away, it's time to walk away. You, nobody has to be ugly. You don't have to say, "I'm no longer speaking to you," because my purpose is fulfilled in your life. None of that's necessary. You just don't. You don't have to expect more from that person than what God has told you that's going to be. Right. And 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 not to expect more. I mean, it's if I walk into a burger joint and I love burgers. Good Lord, I love burgers. I walk into a burger joint and I'm looking to get a lobster. I've made a mistake because uh, I've gone yeah. into an establishment <laughs> looking for something that they simply can't offer me. They don't have it. Right. When I look to a person that's a project and I try to make them a friend and expect them to be able to pour back into me in a certain way and I have that expectation, um, I'm gonna be disappointed every time because I'm, I, that's abuse, that's not using them the way they were intended to be used, if that makes any sense. Um, it yeah, does. It. Something has a, has a negative connotation. And I don't want you to think of using as, you know, just abusing. Right. But just serving the purpose in your life, you need to be fully aware of why someone is in your life and making sure that that purpose is fulfilled in your life. So that's, that's all I was going to say about that. It's important yeah. that you know the purpose.
0: And I just want to clarify, um, when we talk about the word project that can come across negative sometimes and it, then there are also just times where um, i personally being just a very task oriented person uh have a tendency to want to just fly in solve a problem and then you know whatever uh you know come in rearrange your life and you know And so I I I just have a natural instinct to turn everybody into some type of project. And and I've had to I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, you're totally right eyed, but I've had to 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 change that and say, Lord, help me to see this person the way you see them. Yes. And I've also had to recognize that people don't let you come in and fix everything, right? They need someone who actually cares about them as a person if you haven't
1: seen it i think everyone in the world should google brene brown
0: Mm -hmm.
1: empathy and you're going to see a youtube video that's a little bit of a cartoon it's her speaking behind it but the cartoon is pretty much explaining what she's saying and she's talking about empathy not sympathy but empathy i am just being in that moment with someone and recognizing they're in a hard place I'm just going to sit with you Yeah. now your gift, Christy. A lot of your gift is that project task oriented stuff, right? A lot of that really is who you are. Um, and that's your gift. And I love it because I wouldn't be here without you <laughs> I certainly would not be sitting here without you. But one of my gifts is empathy as yeah, to the point where I got tired of hearing it. It's one of my gifts. So sometimes, My job, the project, Mm -hmm. is to sit with someone in the middle of their mess and say, yep, this is hard. I'm here with you. This is a hard place. But I'm here. You may not need me to do anything, but I'm going to make sure you know you're not alone.
0: Yes. And you have been in such hard places that you know they're survivable you know and having someone there who who can say i'm a living proof you'll make it through this yes is so important and having you as a friend and and this is just another example you know we we can be lonely in life looking for a mate but in actuality god might send us some people that yes that help us recognize like where we can where we can adapt a little bit and, and actually be a benefit to more people, um, where we can, you know, make it. we have to learn how to
1: receive love in, the, in, yes. in other languages and the one that we speak
0: yes. and receive
1: love from different people in different ways. I, I would like to say that, not I'd like to say, but I would say there was a time in my life when I just felt unloved. I wasn't, when I look back on that, I wasn't unloved. Right. There were people loving me all over the place, and there still are. Mm-hmm. I have more godmamas and aunties than I care to even remember. That just—they're just, they're just always there, pouring into me. I have friends who live in other states, other countries, who still reach out to me and say, "Hey, how you doing? I was thinking about you. God put mm-hmm. you on my heart and told me to tell you this." I have friends who call me and say, "What are you doing? I'm at a restaurant. I need you to just come on, just." And I can say, I'm, my hair isn't done. I don't have, nobody cares what you look like, Stacy. Just come. That's right,
0: just come. We want your presence. Hey, we have just a few minutes left. And in that few minutes, you brought something up the other day in a post that I think is actually really important for this particular discussion. Um, when I was separated from my current husband for a little while, I suddenly realized just how much people miss human touch when they don't have that that person and we chase sexual touch which is not I mean you know nobody complains about it right but it's not (laughs) it doesn't do the same thing Mm -hmm. uh, in our lives and it leaves us a lot of times with regrets or more broken hearts you know more brokenness more baggage and You, you were talking the other day about that. And so I'm just wondering, as someone who is choosing to, to choose wisely in your relationships and you are still single and your son just moved out, how do you incorporate um, the, the physical touch? A lot of your friends are all over the world. What do you do?
1: Um, I allow God to bring me healthy touches. So I have lots of friends who um, hug me all the time, right? I have, and I'm really grateful. I don't know if my friend will be watching this, but my friend Marcy uh, Baker and her beautiful Baker children, uh, whenever I I need a hug, mm-hmm. I drive to Columbus, Ohio, and I make a pan of macaroni and cheese for my niece and nephews, oh, and man. I wait for them to hug me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. Because I love that. I, and 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 that is there's no pure there's no more pure of a, a love than mm-hmm. a teenage girl giving you a hug. I promise you, because they don't want to touch anybody. They don't want to talk to you. They give me some money. <laughs> I want to go to the mall. But <laughs> her daughter, when her daughter stops what she's doing to come downstairs and give me a hug, I know that's pure love. Uh, so I yeah. I accept it in the form that God sends it. And I and I try really hard not to abuse the touch. Right right? The touch could come from a man and I need to recognize what that is mm-hmm. and stop. That's, that's it. It's, it's, it's a hug, right? There's nothing else. That's it. So I just accept the love the way God sends it each day.
0: I love that. I love that. I remember um just little things from that time, you know, learning to, to reach out and touch somebody's hair, or you know, their shoulder or whatever, because I, I understood for the first time what it was like not to have that. And that's, that's really special. Stacey, you are such a blessing. And I'm so grateful that you showed up today. So are you. And I love your painting. It is absolutely adorable. Thank and you. I look forward to doing this again. If you all are um, enjoying this, then you know, share this with your friends. We're gonna do this some more, but make sure you check out the One Moment Wiser podcast. Um, and of course you can see these videos on the One Moment Wiser page and, um, and leave a little note of support. Stacy was vulnerable coming out here today and sharing, you know, some of her, her hard feelings, but, you know, that gives you permission to do the same. So reach out. Absolutely. God bless you all today. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, check out OneMomentWiser.com for books, blogs, and two-minute devotional videos, which will help you live wisely in every aspect of life. See you next time on One Moment Wiser.